recording. Recording. Right. Okay, great. Here we are. And hey. yes, hey, and welcome to Eating Cake. Take two, episode one. We tried it once before and it got sucked in by cyberspace. So this is round two and let's see how this goes. Hey Ruth. Hey Nicole, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine. Just got off work. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope your day was fairly restful, um, given that you're working from home. Oh, I'm, um, I feel really lucky and grateful because I am, I have my job still. I get to work from home, you know, while so many others have lost their jobs and such. So. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And that's why we're here, trying to reach out to all of your followers on Facebook and all of your larger community by way of leftisms and on Instagram, right? Are you on Instagram? I am, but I am not active there. Like, I rarely go there. Okay. Well, Twitter. Twitter. Oh, that's right. Okay, Twitter. So you have plenty of followers who might be really interested in ongoing conversations with you. So this is just a just to frame everything for the audience. This is just a hello, a podcast. Our regular podcast is officially starting, and this is a very kind of um, not so refined hello to the audience and just an introduction as to what we plan on talking about and what we're what we hope to kind of tackle in the near future and I'm Nicole I've known Ruth for about 10 10 plus years as almost as long as I've lived in the Pacific Northwest and I am happy to share some conversation space with Ruth for this podcast eating cake so Ruth how about if we get started in terms of some basic questions? That sounds excellent, Nicole. <laughs> okay, great. So tell us a little bit about who you are and from your perspective, I'm going to stack questions, two questions together, who you are and why you why you felt like it was a good idea to start a podcast. Okay, well, real briefly, who I am. Um, I'm a 56-year-old mother, a Lutic Alaska native, and um, writer and poet. And um, I have been politically active for about four years since Bernie came on the scene. I was there in 2016, and I was there during the whole campaign and was online. And so I decided to stay in politics and just recently, I decided to take um, a little step back and still remain in politics, but also pursue my other areas of interest, uh, which are sort of um, earth-based spirituality and cultural interests in writing. So, and I think uh, right now what people need, because the world is falling apart under horrible, insane leadership, so and I think it's affecting everybody to a greater or lesser degree everyone's experiencing things like anxiety and um, 
depression and there's a lot of suicidal ideation, all that. And I think what people need is they need truth, but they need love as well. They need care. And so hopefully we can wrap all that up in an interesting conversation for people. Yeah, thanks so much for bringing that up. And I really appreciate um, what you're saying about how we need truth, love, and care, and that this political, social and political disaster um, that we've experienced for not just since 2016, but even before for a lot of us who have been who are Black, Indigenous, people of color, and, uh, you know, working class and poor, we've been struggling before that. So this is not a new struggle, but this is definitely a more acute version from my perspective of the struggle. So the piece about mental health scene really hits home for me because in terms of what I've witnessed, in terms of the clientele I work with, their suffering is absolutely increasing. So I really appreciate what you're saying there. So I'll just jump in a little bit and tell you about myself. Um, Again, my name is Nicole and I've been a, like I said earlier, I'm a longtime friend of Ruth's. We go back for quite some time. Um, We met working in an earth-based spirituality group, a Druid group together, and we did work together there in terms of ecology, some activism, earth-based spirituality, and this for us, and I think I can speak for Ruth here and you can jump in anytime, I don't really see uh, a necessary divide between the politics I practice and my, my practices around Earth-based spirituality and sacred ecology. So, Ruth, what do you? How do you feel about that? I just wanted to bounce bounce the question back to you. That's actually a really good question, and I would not just agree with that. That uh, there's really no. Um, they're they're coming from the same place: the earth-based spirituality and activism. But I would also add that even things like Christianity, which I did go to a Bible college and I'm well-versed in that, they can be viewed through a a variety of lenses. And even like the significant person or entity being in Christianity, Jesus, uh, people can view him in a bunch of ways. I, for one, view Jesus as more socialist and, um, um such whereas other people don't and the right wing may view him on the opposite spectrum so i think there is a real place for uh left-wing spirituality be you know in all the religions and maybe we can have a whole conversation about that sometime yeah i mean I feel like that's a huge, important point. Um, You know, there's this kind of, there's a really interesting perception that, you know, people on the left are largely secularists, rationalists, and so forth. And that's, you know, for me, that's one. Yeah, there's a demographic, there's a group of people that actually do fit that. But there are plenty of other people who are Christians, who are, um, 
indigenous and Christian. I mean, that's that's not a new thing. And who are also consider themselves, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear I'm you. I'm gonna pause, okay. Who consider themselves both Christian and somewhat, you know, practicing earth-based spirituality. These are not mutually exclusive categories. So that's something I felt, I feel like we can also talk about in the future. Yes, that's a great topic. Cool, cool. So let's get to something that we, <laughs> we talked about, <laughs> you started talking about on Facebook, and this has just been a long, drawn-out, debate that seems to be that's just taking up so much space this year and also last year in the 2016 election but in this manifestation you were calling it the biting question why let's talk about why people um why we are we talked earlier about how important it is not to voter shame anyone and i'm definitely not down for doing that you are not either but Let's talk a little bit about why is it that it is okay, like the way you fielded the question to your your Facebook followers and so forth, why do you think it's okay to not vote for Biden? I think that's a super interesting question, and there's a lot of different reasons your post went viral, so let's talk about that. It was funny. It did. It got so many reactions. And I think part of the reason it went viral is just because that's what people are thinking about. And and there's been so much um, shaming and there's been so much like uh, putting people down when they say they're going to vote for Biden. And and part of it is just um, the way people are and the way the educational system has trained people to be. <laughs> oh, there's a spider. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, that's interesting. I guess he wants to uh, talk to us. Anyway, <laughs> um, so part of it is that. And then part of it is I got to thinking about why, like I told, I said I was voting for Biden and then some, some lady um, commented that, um, Some sorry, I was uh, there's a spider. Uh, sure. Some lady commented that um, that uh, you know I can't be that way because um, anything else um, is going to cause Biden to lose, and I don't want to be on the the losing side. We can't lose; it's not right. And so I got to thinking about that statement a lot. That someone was voter shaming me for being. Uh, for not voting for someone who's gonna, who's who might win, that I have to want to win, and so I I realize that um, that probably goes back to this whole philosophy from ancient Greece called might is right, and it's the philosophy that you have to do what's um, that the people who have the most power are the correct ones or he who makes the has the gold makes the rules. And that's not right. That's like just a horrific way of thinking. And 
and um, I think what Socrates proved is that that's not true because like he didn't have any gold and he like eventually just like let himself be martyred um, because he was right and he didn't hold the power. And um, so I started putting the voter shaming some of it in that category of people like say you can't vote for Biden because you have to vote for him or you have to vote for him because he's going to win. So um, that really got me thinking. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. And it made, it made me think about, you know, we talked about, I remember in our first iteration or for take one, we did talk a little bit about might versus right. And we also talked about you know, how this voter shaming it, well, there's two things. There's the voter shaming piece, which, you know, from my perspective, is is so problematic, so fundamentally disrespectful to yeah. people who are already disenfranchised and who are suffering. I mean, for me, saying disrespectful is an understatement. What I really, really do think is that we are participating in an abusive system and the we keep we keep being pressured into voting for a party that is fundamentally abusive like i don't even know what else to call it other than that well of course there's the oligarchy the rich you know the 1% but if we can't even get Medicare for all, just some, some basic safety net for people who are suffering. And it's just a cruel system and it's disrespectful. It disenfranchises people even further. It's abusive. And I could go on and on about that. But that's that's the fundamental issue for me why participate in a system and this is a good question that people have answered really well on your facebook page why why participate in a system that really isn't taking care of you why give your vote unconditionally and basically think that you are going to move the needle on the party after by yeah. uh, into office what why has this worked in the past? No, um, I can tell you right now. I I mentioned this before, but um, you know I grew up in the inner city in New York. I'm you know of mixed background. I'm Puerto Rican, and you know my family's from the Caribbean. And I have lived in one, two, three, four different cities that have been run by Democrats and. Each city that I've lived in has fundamentally been destroyed by Democrats through the processes of gentrification, through um, astronomical rent, you know, rents being skyrocketing over the course of time and people being displaced. And of course, we can talk about racial profiling and so forth. So why would anyone who is paying attention to what is being practiced versus what is being said would vote for the Democratic Party. Um, 
So one is just a wolf, just a big wolf. And one is a wolf in sheep's clothing, I guess, um, if I want to use that analogy. So, I, you know, fundamentally for me, the left-right binary is, is false. We need to throw it away and get some other system in place that actually does represent our needs. And maybe that's actually not the current government we have. And this leads into our discussion about, um, from my perspective, the state doing just a lot of harm. And so let it, let it take its course. And perhaps we could be organizing our communities in a better fashion and basically make the state less relevant in our daily lives. So you were talking about some thematic content around that. What were you calling it last time? Oh, dual power. That's right. The dual power system. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, let me first comment on what you were saying. And I totally concur. I think that um, these democratic run systems, um, they aren't doing what they're trying to convince people what they're doing. But all you need to do now is you need to look and see. It's like, well, people are dying. They don't have health care and all the other developed nations do. And and oh, and if you're black, by the way, police can just gun you down and murder you. And there's like no repercussions on that. They can be like whatever motives they have. Um, they will just and it happens all the time. And um, so what we see in front of our face is much different than what the Democrats have convinced people that they're liberal and they want to care for our needs of the people. And I have friends like um, I won't mention any names, but there's a a very well-known sort of um, liberal who is a Democrat and um, on a small city council back east. And he is very convinced that you can take over the Democrats and eventually vote all these top people out. And, and us leftists don't think that's ever going to be able to happen. And we don't believe the Democratic Party can be reformed. Well, um, I just noticed the other day he unfriended me. And because I I came across a post about him that um, was asking about what's going on with him. And so I looked and sure enough, he'd unfriended me because I really um, leftists is a really interesting group. And um, it's for people who don't believe the Democratic Party can be reformed because there's so few groups now that um, people can go in and discuss things without being vote shamed. And so um, um, I think that kind of, he used to be in that group and I think he left it. And anyway, so that's a whole nother thing. But I think there's a big war going on right now online between leftists and liberals. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, it's sad. You know, it's to me, it's sad because Really, this is about the destruction of being able, the destruction of civility, the destruction of being able to just have a conversation that's based on inquiry. 
It's not. Why not? I mean, I remember looking at some of the the comments on your Facebook feed about why not, you know, just not vote for Biden. So why? And the sorry. And the responses, some of them were quite hostile. You know, one saying, are you crazy? You know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And really, why Why not ask the question? Wouldn't it be, it's a good, personally, I think it's a good thing. Why not? Ask people what they really feel. You will get a good answer. And these are legitimate reasons why people are skeptical about a system that is fundamentally harming them. So why do, why does the Democratic Party and pretty much why do liberals think that they deserve a vote from someone who hasn't been served by the party? That's a really good question to me. It so, is a- you know, it, it's absurd, <laughs> actually. So that's all I got to say about that for now. Yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, we could talk about that for hours, but... um. We would need lots of wine, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one day, one day, maybe we'll just like take the funniest posts about why not, why not vote for Biden and just read them off because I think so. <laughs> your, your, your friends are hilarious. They are really, Some really great comments. So <laughs> we'll do that and let's do that okay. in the future. Sure. Yeah. So we've got a few more minutes. Um, Oh, so since we have the maybe a few more minutes, do you want to talk about what to expect from this podcast in the future? Oh, sure. Um, Nicole and I have discussed it a little and and I think uh, it goes back uh, to our conversations over the years. Um, One thing Nicole won't say about herself, but I can say is that she's a super intelligent person and has a variety of interests just like me I have a variety of interests whether it's um, the humanities and the arts or religion or science or politics I know Nicole is especially versed in the social sciences um, but she's also interested in spirituality and the arts and culture and politics so um to get two people who um have a similar view about um at least earth-based spirituality and also the importance of asking questions instead of knowing so much as just exploring and asking so i think that's that's where the podcast is headed and to combine politics and all the other areas into sort of a um a room or a, a space that uh people can um pick up when they want in the car whatever and sort of hear two people like um actually exploring a few things it sounds good yes and i agree with where you with your thoughts about where the podcast is headed and i'm looking forward to hooking it up with some music that's something that we talked about too if um any if you have any followers that are musicians that do any kind of light instrumental or ambient music we'll definitely get that um up and going because again 
what we would like to be doing is to create a community um, where people are participating through art, through music, and hopefully this will develop into something that's far more participatory and interactive. And hopefully, you know, you could get, you could have a sense of community. We all could have a sense of community yes. just simply by having the space to talk about things without being judged and also just engaging in some fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we, we definitely want to inject a little bit of humor and fun into every episode. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. Anything else before our time's up? Um, the one thing I was thinking of is um, the idea of uh, imperfection. Because um, uh, when you and I were talking, we were talking about um, not over perfecting the podcast, but just having a conversation. And I think that idea is like um, the idea of not really that perfection actually doesn't even really exist is one that I think about a lot. And um, it's okay to be idealistic. I'm idealistic. And I think I, I like most of you, want a world that works for everybody. But um, that's different than uh, believing in perfection. So, like, being interrupted by a spider or having a little joke moment, I think, is great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like it. And it just feels like this is the right, you know, in some ways, this is the right thing to do. Just have a free-flowing conversation and yes. get it out to people sooner rather than later. And yep. we'll just take it from there. Sounds great. And thank you for uh, doing this. Yeah. This thank you. Fun, but useful and good thing as well. Yes. And hopefully the recording will catch this time. Oh, both the magic of Skype and through Anchor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see, see you next time. Yes. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye.